0: Welcome, welcome to another episode of Linen Suit and Plastic Tie. I'm Gorf. I'm Kevin. So, Kev, who are we talking to today?
1: Well, today we are talking to Dr. Andrea Ledemendy. Right now, she is the Associate Director of Mental Health Training uh, at UCLA Residential Life. She also hosts uh, the Arkham Session podcast, uh, which is a podcast that talks about Batman the Animated Series on and uh, other DC comic characters. She's also been a psychological consultant for comics, books, films, and TVs. She's also going to be featured on Disney Plus's upcoming
0: Marvel 616 series, and we're really excited to have her. So Kev, what's our learnings for this week?
1: Well, I think our first learning um, is regarding our social media linkedin was kind of the secret
0: sleeper agent in this we started using linkedin and we really saw a big natural growth in followers and people interacting with our content so i think making a bigger push on linkedin is in our future the thing we want to remember is that each piece of social media is a is an add-on to the show you can get stuff by following on linkedin you can get stuff by following on instagram you can get stuff by listening to podcasts but doing it all together it really gives you a full story so Figuring out how to do that, and we're learning a lot as we go. So why don't we turn it over to Drea?
1: Today we are joined by the amazing Dr. Andrea Ledamenti. So Drea, to start us off, um, what is your story?
2: Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited to geek out with you. Uh, So I'm a clinical psychologist at UCLA, and uh, I've been... I would say dating back to my adolescence. I've been a huge comic book geek and um, really, really passionate about science fiction, fantasy, superheroes. Uh, And so I've been, I'd say for the last 10 years or so, weaving in uh, those um, fictional narratives into my psychological practice, um, whether it be research, teaching, instruction, training, or, um, you know, working with uh, working and coaching others, I've, I've often found that this intersection of fantasy and reality is, is kind of where my niche is. And so that's what I've been doing, and, and really focusing on in, in my career.
1: We're wondering, you know, what are some of the um, type of unique storytelling elements uh, that you see in these type of formats that can be helpful in uh, kind of helping people um, mental health uh, issues and stress?
2: That's a great question. And I have to say that like, when I started to intersect the, you know, the fictional narratives and psychological science, it, it didn't really, it it wasn't sort of something that I designed or started out knowing I would do. It was almost like I stumbled upon the, um, you know, I encountered the way that this clicked for me. And I think it had a lot to do with the importance of storytelling. I mean, I I think your, you know, your podcast is is really centering on the power of storytelling from the perspective of people that like are living those lives. Right. So, In terms of where those elements kind of really lift up for me, I think about, for instance, the concept of the origin story. Everyone has an origin story. Um, When we think about superheroes, we consider origin stories a very critical moment. Uh, And sadly, I think, you know, Marvel and DC uh, might differ slightly. In in DC, often the origin story is a traumatic event, you know, parents dying, some awful accident, loss, grief. Marvel is somewhat similar, but I feel like Marvel often includes Something cataclysmic that's also um, neuro, like some some biological or neurobiological threat, right? And um, so, whether it's a spider bite or a, a parental loss, those, in in as, in as far as comic books go, those are critical events because they often propel the character to to really shift into you know a certain um, pathway. And I think that's really relatable for those of us who are thinking about different pivots and different cornerstones of our professional trajectories. And I don't think that there's one origin story, but I I do think that often it's helpful to ask people to think about a moment, an experience, a feeling, something that gave them this crucial, profound realization about themselves. And, um, and I often say, you know, it might be a hardship, it might be traumatic, it might be a change in your life. And that is where I connect the superhero story. That is where I try to talk about the importance of that self actualization, the importance of really kind of accessing and harnessing our abilities. Um, The discovery of our abilities is an amazing, you know, lifelong process, right. And then you know, also in terms of the origin story, the, uh, the loss and saying goodbye to the past, whether it's, you know, I, I, I think for young adults, like saying goodbye to dependence on others, on, on guardians, on caregivers, on parents, it may be more autonomy. It may be taking risks and chances, right? The other piece, apart from origin stories, of course, further down, the the journey is the kryptonite. Like what is going to get in your way and cause you um, to pause or even, you know, something that's a setback for you. I think it's important to think about those challenges and those barriers and and to really define ourselves by them so that we understand how we can um, continue to not just bounce back from, those hardships, but also even change ourselves so that those uh, threats don't continue to become uh, problematic for us in our journeys.
0: I love that idea of kind of reflecting on your own origin story and understanding those points and going back and trying to understand how that has changed your life. And I love how you frame that into comic books and superheroes and how those origin stories are a big part of the person and whether you want to like acknowledge them or whether you want it to be a part of you, it is and it's important to go back and reflect on that. I love that idea and it's something you talk about a lot, kind of like building resilience through stories. So I kind of want to expand on that as well, but how does these, how does this literature, how do these comic books, how do these superheroes allow you to understand your orig- your own origin story better and develop that resilience?
2: Resilience is such a huge part of the superhero story, and I think even you know beyond comic books, right? Um, science fiction and fantasy, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, long you know in- endurance tests uh, that we that we read about uh, or or watch in, in some of our favorite sci-fi and fantasy films, and I think that um, the reason those stories really speak to us is that. We are all, we all as human beings inherently have resilient abilities, but we have to test them. We have to, you know, learn how we're all resilient in different ways. And I often will uh, use fictional stories to talk about resilience as something that we grow into and something that we have to learn, which means that occasionally. In the human experience, we have to experience grief and loss, we have to experience hardship, we have to experience the the setbacks that help us learn about ourselves, and help us understand how to get back up. And so you know, a lot of folks are familiar with, maybe not Batman comics, but the Batman story of uh, losing his parents at a very young age, and also harnessing this idea that he continues to encounter hardships. And, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan really picked up on this idea that he learned early on in childhood, that the reason you fall is to learn how to get back up, right? For the human condition, especially now as 2020 has introduced so many different challenges for us, um, psychologically, socially, politically, we are learning more about ourselves and what we need to do to overcome those hardships and see ourselves as slightly Um, more developed, brighter, sharper, tougher after each of those encounters. And so, you know, I hope this is answering your question, Gaurav, about how resilience is uh, something we can all access. But I think with storytelling, we love connecting to the characters that we're observing through that journey. And I guess, you know, quite simply, I could sit down with you and tell you about it and tell you about my resilience and your resilience. But isn't it more fun to talk about uh, Iron Man and Batman and Wonder Woman uh, and uh, Black Widow? Like, I think we can connect so quickly and, uh, and, and just find a spark there around our shared passion for those stories and even like kind of connect in a way that we may not be able to if we're um, if we're so vulnerable in our own stories, right? Sometimes we need a little bit of a distance in order for us to to make those connections.
0: Kind of stepping out of it a little bit to see it a little bit more objectively and kind of connect with a third party to allow yourself to understand yourself better.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Along that line, um, I remember the interesting, I guess, psychological concept that you brought up uh, called psychological distancing. And in the year where we experience a lot of physical distancing, uh, I'm wondering what psychological distancing means and uh, what roles do uh, stories play in helping us practice um, kind of psychological distancing?
2: Yeah, I have to say that this has been super useful for me this year. Um, So the, the concept of psychological distancing is not too new and, and I, I didn't come up with this concept. This is a, a, a cognitive strategy that we can use that helps us calm the body and get clear cognition, clear decision-making. The psychological distancing concept refers to kind of exactly what, what you mentioned, Gaurav. It's this like ability for us to take a step back and consider this situation from a distance and maybe even in third person. And so when I talk to students at UCLA or, or maybe clients or other people, and we talk about this concept, I tell them like, okay, it's going to sound really weird, but think of yourself in third person, like tell yourself, uh, okay, Drea, there's no toilet paper in any of these stores. And I'm, you know, like in the beginning of the pandemic, this was like one of the minor stressors, but it, it was something that was pretty widespread. How can I call myself and refocus and, figure out the situation in uh, in a really helpful way rather than get stuck in the anxiety, stuck in the desperation, stuck in the anger, right? And that refers to thinking about how I would tell somebody else to get out of the situation so it's easy for me to say hey Kevin this is what you got to do you got to go online you got to order you got to go to the store you got to borrow from your whatever whatever those strategies are but it's um it's interesting because humans are so much more equipped and so so much better at assisting and coaching one another but we're not so good at doing that for ourselves because we get really clouded in the emotions and so the strategy is simply that you just want to kind of remove yourself Not not be devoid of emotions or numb, numb out, but take moments to kind of step out and consider the situation from a distance. The reason why fictional characters help us do that is that we really get a chance to observe that process through hardships that might not be exactly ours, but could be similar to ours. And so, you know, especially during 2020, I was asked a, a lot about fictional media and how storytelling in film and, uh, and uh, in streaming and in TV, how, how those characters could help us uh, figure all this out. And, and I often thought about the importance of that psychological distancing from that perspective, that we're looking at characters manage situations and I noticed a lot of us went toward really interesting titles like contagion was a was a story that um, was streamed a whole lot um I'm guilty of going toward pretty like apocalyptic uh, uh dire stories um i love I, I love sort of futuristic dystopian stories and uh i think that um I think that it speaks a lot to our ability to be observant and witness other people's hardship, and really to integrate our problem-solving through that observation. How would I, how would I manage the situation? What would I do in the situation? There is a vicarious learning that's happening, and I think back. Um, something that I often felt strongly about was that you know, as hard as Endgame was to get through, and how how emotional we all were during that story I felt it really helped us understand um, loss and grief and mourning and post-traumatic stress and I feel like we were learning how to problem solve under tough times how to support one another how to learn more about ourselves and so you know I can't I can't deny that, these fictional characters and stories are, you know, so critical for us in our development of empathy and compassion and self-growth.
1: Yeah, you know, I'll go ahead.
0: So we have so many questions. Um, <laughs> I, this it's so insightful and it's so interesting. And to think about Endgame, I know Kevin and I we did the whole thing. We saw Endgame on the first night. Uh, we went to a theater. We put it all out and. Um, Knowing little fun fact that our local theater in westwood is the one the russo brother showed up to and of course we went to the grove so oh, oh no <laughs> uh it's still a sore spot but uh talking about end game remember in that theater feeling the energy and when iron man spoilers when iron man or tony Stark died you we heard people vocally and explicitly like weep and cry and it felt like they were going through the stages of grief so, kind of talking about the importance of those characters and understanding their characters to help you understand yourselves, can you tell us a little bit about these real connections we make with fictional characters?
2: Yes. Um, and as you describe that, I'm thinking about that moment. I'm thinking about the snap when we are seeing uh, one by one, you know, some of the characters turn into dust and the the theater that i was in like <laughs> this is not an exaggeration people were wailing and like just screaming and i i you know i know and and later we did tell each other look we some of us know this story like this is uh this is uh, this is going to be uh especially in uh um the first uh Why am I blanking on the crisis? The first crisis.
0: Infinity Continent? Yes. That's the comic book name. Why can't I think of the name Eva? Infinity War. Thank you. (laughs) I was thinking (laughs) of and I'm like, that's what the comic book was.
2: Yes. So, um, you know, those moments then being so broken, like it ends and we're sort of like in the suspension. And I remember people people who knew the story saying, you know, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Um, this isn't the end of the story. And I really pushed back on that idea and I thought, and I hope, I hope this gets to your question, but I thought to myself, it doesn't, even though we might acknowledge that there is a resolution and that some people return and that uh, these losses aren't real. I mean, frankly, these are fictional characters. These losses aren't real. Nonetheless, we have a rupture that we've experienced. And we've had parasocial relationships with these characters for 10 years, some of us, longer than 10 years, meaning that we've grown connected. We followed their story. We've, uh, we've connected with one another on this story. So we reify and almost concretize these characters as more real than they are but none of us would say, you know, yes, they're real characters, but I think a lot of us would say we connect to them, we care about them, we have we have compassion for them. And so I feel like the losses that we experienced were, you know, collective, in a way it was a collective trauma. And I do feel like it helped us to start to work through some pretty pretty intense emotions. And I I often say it's good for us to go through that. For one, we go through it together. So we understand how all of us differentiate in our response to stress and loss. But I also believe that it helps us practice a little bit. As weird as that sounds, there was a little bit of emotional practice and getting into feelings that maybe some of us hadn't gone into before and wrestling with them and regulating ourselves, managing that. And the reason I say that it's important is eventually in life, we will experience these profound losses and they will be very personal. And I think it's important to recognize what those emotions are. So as strange as this sounds, the trauma in Batman's story is a gift to us. The loss, the collective loss in Infinity War and Endgame that is a gift to us. Those are gifts to us psychologically to reflect on issues that will you know, profoundly uh, change us and profoundly assist us in our emotional intelligence.
1: There was an era where ancient Greek tragedies uh, were getting very popular and uh, thriving uh, stories like King Oedipus and all that. And I remember the professor uh, had taught us that, um, you know, the ancient Greek people had this philosophy that it is uh, uh, essential for them to watch those tragic stories and experience these emotions so that they could kind of let that feeling out. And that was ultimately uh, good for them to move on uh, with their uh, realistic lives. So uh, it's really interesting that Kind of pulling ourselves away from these type of tragic and traumatic experiences um, and what whether it's watching ourselves from a third person view or uh, observing these fictional characters can uh, help can actually help us get closer to uh, kind of processing these type of feel, feelings of loss uh, and trauma uh, and you were actually part uh, of um, creating Batgirl's physical and mental recovery story. And uh, in the following comic issue, Dr. Andrea was actually the character, the cl- clinician who uh, helps Batgirl recovers in the story. I'm wondering how did it feel to be a part of Barbara's recovery story?
2: I don't even know how that feels. Like, I still, like, this, it's been several years, and it's still... So surreal. Um, I guess to be more direct with that, it's it's it is a strange disequilibrium. It's almost like you know, here's this character who is a psychologist treating Barbara Gordon for this um, life-changing, life-altering traumatic experience that she had, and knowing that. You know, it's sort of what we're talking about right now in the sense of this is a this is a fictional character. But there, you know, the writer wanted to embody realness. She reached out to me with concerns around uh, how do we honor psychological treatment? How do we honor post-traumatic stress um, recovery? What would this clinician do for this person? How would this person experience therapy? How can we portray the therapeutic relationship accurately? And it's a comic book. So we've got to make it interesting. You know, it has to be a part of this bigger plot. Now, interestingly, at the same time that this is happening, if you know the story um, that was being written, Scott Snyder writing Batman and, and some Joker titles. The Joker was doing all sorts of traumatic stuff to, uh, to a number of the Bat family members. And this character is trying to heal from something that in canon happened, happened to her um, that was interpersonally violating. It was for fans Um, divisive. It was something that, um, you know, is markedly uh, um, argued around because it was, some may say, very abusive of the character. And so I think they wanted to treat it with um, sensitivity, but also with some realism. And I was, I was, truly honored to be asked some questions in consultation and and just in in the development of what this would look like. I did not know that the character would manifest as like, I did not know that they would create a character that would essentially be me in, in DC's world. And I think that was sort of the shift for me around, okay, this is very personally meaningful, but I think it also helped me, uh, I think it helped me really harness this connection that I could make between the industry of storytelling comics, uh, you know, uh, documentaries, comics, comic books, film, TV, and psychological science. How would that really work? And I, it really propelled me, you know, I think that's more of an origin story for me because it propelled me to think about, you know how can how can I be um, how can I be? A a voice and a movement for creators, um, writers, developers in ensuring that these stories have meaningful uh, accounts of psychological experiences. And so I think that was, was, it was certainly personally very important to my life. But I think above that, professionally, it was like, oh, this makes sense. This is what I need to be doing.
0: You know, it's it's so important and mental health is such an important concept and mental health mental health really, really matters and it, it's underlooked, under represented people don't take it seriously enough. And so it's so important in our literature and our entertainment that it is represented, that it is represented properly and we see our heroes, see professionals and seek help. And so I'm just I'm so happy that it's getting represented more and more and it's such an important thing.
1: So uh, for our closing segment, um, which we call Suspenders, um, this time we are going to name some of the superhero or comic book characters, and you're going to have to tell us the first word you think of.
0: I mean, we're usually doing deep questions, but this whole episode has been deep questions, so we're going to do something fun. Ready? Spider-Man. Small. <laughs> Superman.
2: Boring. Black Panther. King.
0: And to end it up the joker
2: complicated
0: thank you so much for joining (laughs) us that was amazing Uh, that was
2: so much fun
0: welcome to top hat so many great learnings this week i think the first thing that really stuck out to me was this concept of origin stories about looking at superhero and fictional origin stories and seeing how they served as we inflection points for these heroes journeys looking about and seeing looking back at traumatic experiences traumatic origin stories and seeing what the heroes learned from that and how the heroes uh, grew from that um, is so powerful because as she talked about applying that to yourself and understanding your life as a story and picking out your origin stories to help learn from them and reflect from them and using superheroes as a way of kind of figuring out how to relate to that is just so powerful. And I was blown away by that concept.
1: We all inherently have resilience and the hardships we experience, the griefs and loss, really help us test the the inherent resilience that we have. So, you know, a, a great story should, should comprise of, um, obstacles and conflict
0: yeah I mean watching our favorite characters deal with trauma dealing with origin stories dealing with uh, those obstacles and how they grow from that and learn from that really allows us to learn ourselves and it's another concept she talked about where these connections we build with these relationships and their struggles and their journeys allow us to kind of build that those skills ourselves in a way by kind of relating to them and understanding them stories and it's one of the big reasons we have this podcast is that storytelling is in a big way how we interact with the world how we understand the world how we make this crazy world make sense to us through so many different fields and she talked a lot about that and it was really interesting to hear about how we can use these heroes journeys and these obstacles and these origin stories to understand ourselves better and understand the world better
1: this has been another episode of Linen Suit and Plastic Tie. May we all find our origin stories. See you next week.